0: Good morning, it's uh, great to see you all here, it's great to be able to worship God together and I'm glad that some of you can join us online, it's great to have you with us as well. I have uh, an announcement, Uh, I have something that's free, um, but it's something that's a little bit more like a gym workout than sitting down um, in front of the telly. Some good folks have had uh, a tidy-out upstairs and selected loads of books like this one. This one's by Don Carson. It's called Scandalous. There are books there about the rare jewel of Christian contentment. There are books there about great Christians of the past. But all of those books will take some reading. And I know that some of you think, oh, that's hard work, but actually all of you have done GCSEs and very few of those books will be more difficult to read than the stuff you're reading in your GCSEs. So they're good books, they're great books, they will take some effort, but certainly listening to some of the people who have read books like this, you know that they've built up some spiritual muscle from from reading them. So they're there, they're free, they're out by the coats, Please do take one, but most important, if you take it, read it, because I've got loads of books on my bookshelves that I bought more than 30 years ago, and I haven't even opened yet. So, like, going, like knowing that a the gym's there, it doesn't do you any good unless you read them. So, grab one, read one, and tell me what you think of it. So, that's, that's the announcements finished. Um, let's uh, turn turn to worship as we sing the phrase of the God who is so great and lasts forever we're going to sing immortal on us so when the music starts let's stand and sing If I was to give a challenge to you children, and ask you to think of all the things that Jesus has done, I think I could be here a long time as you came up with ideas. But I wonder if in our Bible reading, there'll be some more things to add that you hadn't thought of. So see how many things you can notice in the Bible reading, and perhaps have a chat over lunch or come and tell me afterwards, because we're going to be reading um, from the beginning of Hebrews, and we're going to be reading about Jesus and how God speaks through him. If we could have the the, the passage up, it's Hebrews chapter 1, we're starting at verse 1. And then we're going through into the beginning of chapter 2. And the writer is trying to get the attention of them to look towards Jesus and not to get tangled up in the old ways. So we'll start at the beginning. Long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets At the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, He makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is for ever and ever. The sceptre of uprightness is the sceptre of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God. Your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundations of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like a garment, like a robe you will roll them out, like a garment they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. And to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who inherit salvation? Therefore, we must pay much close attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable So John's going to be teaching us from that passage in a bit, but let's pray to the God that we've been reading about. Let's pray now. Oh Lord our God, we ask that you will help us to pray now, that you will give us the power to come to the God of heaven in a right way. We thank you that because Jesus died to pay the punishment for everyone who trusts in you, that that we are allowed to come to the King of Kings, the holy God who cannot stand sin, even though we are sinners. Oh Lord, we thank you that we can come to you. We pray that you will help us to grasp everything you do. You not only made this world but that you keep it going and that one day you will bring it to an end that you know everything and that your love is so great that you are willing to give your only son And oh Lord we thank you your love doesn't change we thank you you haven't given up on this world we thank you that you are still calling people to turn back to you, calling people to come and know you. Oh Lord, we ask that our hearts will be turned towards you, that as we've had busy lives, as we've got things coming up in the next week, that the thing that will be our big priority is to know you, to please you, to love you. Oh, Lord, we pray that our, our relationship with you will go well beyond Sundays, that our, our love for you will grow more and more. Amen. So we're going to sing again, and we've got a couple of songs, um, so we'll sing them one after each other. Uh, the first talks about the way that we have can come back to God no matter who we are and no matter what we've done so let's stand and sing and then after that John's got the children's talk so the children come down the front
1: Good. Well, nice to be able to speak to you this morning. I've got something in my bag. See if you know what it is. I think you will know what it is. What do you reckon this is, Harvey? What do you reckon it is? Control. Yes, it's a remote control. It's a remote control for a TV. Who's got has anyone got one of these in their house? Quite a few, if you have. Not everything is just watched, streamed on computers. You still have things called TVs, do you? Okay, this is a TV remote control. And when messages are coming out, when you're listening to something on the TV, you can do different things with it. So I've got uh, this button here, which has got mute written on it. So if something is on the TV and I press mute, what does that do? It makes it all quiet. Exactly, it makes it all quiet. So sometimes when we're going to watch something maybe we're going to watch the news and there's some adverts on before or bargain hunters on before we're not particularly interested in that so we might just press the mute on while we carry on until the news is on and we don't hear the message Um, here's some number buttons so if I was going to press a a number button what would that usually do if I press number two days what would that do Jess change the channel Okay, so if something was on and you're saying, oh, this is really boring, let's put it on the other side. Paw controls on. And you put it on and it's more interesting. So you change the channel. That's the second thing. Another thing you can do with this is I've got two little downward lines. You know what those two little down, what do you reckon that is? Pause. Okay, so that can stop it and leave it till later and it just freezes. I think I can listen to that later. Okay, and a third, a fourth thing actually, is this plus button. It's got plus volume. What does plus volume? What would that do? Turn the, up. turn the volume up. So it may be a case of shh, shh. I really want to hear this. You turn it up to make sure you catch every word. Now, when we have God's word, the message about Jesus coming to us, which you do if you read the Bible or perhaps you go to Sunday school, you come here, you hear about. The, the message of Jesus. You can you can listen to it, or you can do f- four different things with it. You can mute it. You say, "Oh, I, I'm not interested in that. I'll turn that off. Not going to listen to the message about Jesus." You can mute it. You can. Um, If you like, change channel in your mind. Say, I want to think about something. I've got friends coming tomorrow. Yeah, let's think about that. Got some new pets. That's good. I've got a new computer game. Going to think about that. Not going to listen to the message about Jesus. Or you can almost put the pause on. You say, well, later. I'll listen to the message about Jesus a bit later when I'm older. Or you can press like the plus volume so shh, listen everyone, I really want to catch this, what's being said about Jesus and being saved and forgiveness. I really want to hear every word of it. The way we listen is very important. Jesus said a lot about it. And in Luke 8, he's, this verse comes out. Can somebody just read the first line of that for me? Somebody who hasn't yet, yeah, do you want to do that Take care how you hear. And Jesus says a lot there about how we listen. So as you come and listen here, Sunday School Home, about the message of Jesus, I would really encourage you not to press the mute button, not to change channel, not to press pause and say, I'll leave it for later, but to really sort of up the volume. Say, shh, I really want to hear this. This is really important. Take care how you hear says jesus something to think about thank you for listening and you can head back
0: thanks john let's pray Oh Lord our God, we know that we don't deserve to have the privilege of hearing from you. We have no special right to hear the voice of the maker of the universe. Yet. In your goodness to us, you give us your word. In your goodness to us, you gave us your son. And Lord, I pray that all of us will take care how we hear. Oh Lord, we know from your word it is a dangerous thing to hear about you because it it makes us responsible for what we've heard we know that you are great we know that you are good we know that what you have done yet thousands of people in this world have not had it explained to them so how can we face you as we all will and pretend that we have some excuse. Oh Lord, I do pray that you'll have mercy on us. I pray that what we know about you will lead us to change our lives. Oh Lord, you are a great and a good God. And we thank you that you have given us so many good and great things. And Lord, I do thank you that many of us in here belong to you. We know what it is to be forgiven. We know what it is to be part of your family, to be accepted and loved by you. And we know that we have a certain future, whether that's going to be on this earth for many years or very few. We thank you that one day we will look to be with you forever in heaven. And Father, I ask that pleasing you will be more important to us. I pray that you'll pour out your spirit into our lives so that we want to know your love more, so that we want to use the talents you've given for us in a way that pleases you. Oh Lord, you know how often we become self-absorbed. We become stressed about being too busy or stressed about not having enough to do we want to build our pleasures we worry about ourselves so much oh lord we pray that you'll help us to turn our eyes to you to ask you what you want us to do to understand that there are things that matter more than the priorities we would write in our diary for this next week and Lord we thank you that you can take our lives and do more than we can imagine Lord I thank you that words spoken by people like us can rescue people from darkness and bring them into a life of joy and peace in knowing you Oh, Lord, I ask that all of us who know you will have that as something that is our heartbeat, something that inspires us, something that we prioritise. Father, I pray that we will all want to hear from you every day. I ask that we'll open your word and hear your voice and not just hear and ignore, but do what you want us to Oh Lord I pray that you'll revive us so that we live for you. And Lord I pray for those we know, those we love who don't know you. Oh Lord we we come to you with a really big need. Oh Lord We've just read, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Our Lord, I ask that those who are lost, without you and without hope in this world, will see the pointlessness, will see the danger, will see that one day they will stand account of the way they've ignored you, the lies they've told, the other things they've done that they're ashamed of and unless they're forgiven they'll be without hope at that time oh lord we pray that you'll help us to take your word seriously and we ask not that just for ourselves but we ask that for all who know and love you We pray especially for those involved in the Church of England. Lord, we do thank you for the Christians who love you, who are part of that church. And Lord, we pray that you will give them a real spirit of devotion to you. So that they are wise and brave and clear that they will follow you and your word. Whatever people say, whatever people do, oh, we thank you that over history, your people have shown how much they value you by following you when others told them not to. Oh, Lord, we do thank you for the example of the Christians in China who were knocked to the ground for telling others about you, got up and kept on telling others about you. Oh, Lord, we pray for more of their spirit in our lives. We pray for more boldness. We pray for more love for you. And, Lord, we pray for those of us who are struggling Lord, you know the health worries some have. You know the money worries others have. You know the concerns that people have about their future. Oh, Lord, I pray that each one of your children will be able to cast their cares on you and to have their cares in the right perspective, knowing that one day... There will be no more cares. There will be no more trouble. There will be no more pain because they will be with you forever. So, Lord, we pray that you will be with us. Oh, we pray you'll be with our country. Lord, we do thank you that we have a Prime Minister who says he wants to act with integrity. Oh, Lord, we ask that you will help him to do that, to be just and fair and true but Lord we we know that whether our government is just and fair and true or whether it's dreadful unkind and leading people astray our God is still on the throne and Lord we pray that our hearts our minds and our lives will be following you And we ask that you will help John, help him to faithfully teach us from your word now. And we pray that it will come into our ears and into our lives so that we hear and do what you tell us to. Amen. So we come to sing again about Jesus, God's messenger, the word of God the Father who's been here forever and will be here forever. So let's stand and sing.
1: We were sat in the Science Museum in London. Uh, we were in the dark watching a 4D cinema experience, uh, something to do with an ice age film, I think. Uh, suddenly, all the lights went on in the theatre and there uh, was a loud voice coming through the Tannoy system. Please leave the building immediately. Do not use the lifts. Please leave the building immediately. Do not use the lifts. Uh, We made our way to the nearest exit door and we found ourselves on a big stone staircase going down. Down we went uh, following the signs. Uh, There were not many others with us. Uh, There were several flights of stairs. It seemed to go on for ages and the Tenai system continued. Please leave the building immediately. Do not use the lifts. We were half expecting a massive explosion and for the walls to come down around us. Uh, this was the ISIS terror time, and everyone was a little bit jittery about Muslim extremists. And down we went until at last we saw a doorway. We had a doorway which opened into daylight and we went out of the building and uh, found ourselves in the safety of a square opposite. Well, the whole experience was quite alarming, as you can imagine. And we've come to a Bible passage today which has a similar effect It is a passage about warning and it's a passage about needing to escape. We're in Hebrews. Hebrews is a a letter to Christians from a more Jewish background and who attempted to leave Jesus alone and go elsewhere. And in amongst rich teachings about Jesus in this letter and encouragements to stick close to Jesus there are five warning passages. And this morning, we are in the first of the warning passages. It's Hebrews 2, verses 1 to 4. If you're on page 1,000 in the church Bibles, you'll see it on the right-hand side. Let me read it. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it, for since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was first, at first declared by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. There's a strong seriousness about the passage that we are on to this morning. And I feel a responsibility, a loving responsibility to pass on what is taught in these verses for us. We can catch the flow in five parts, and they're quite direct, as you'll see. The first is pay attention. The Science Museum message certainly got our attention. It was intended to get our attention. Nobody carried on looking at their mobile. Nobody was dozing in the cinema seats, people were startled and people were up and people were moving. This passage is, if I can call it this, an attention-seeking passage. It's not that the person in it is is a prima donna wanting lots of fuss and attention on himself, but he is wanting people's attention to go to the message. Many of us here have heard messages about Jesus and his rescue, some for many years, some since knee-high, if I can put it like that. Have we given attention in our hearts to the message that we have heard? It starts, therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what... We have heard. In the children's talk, we thought of the different ways in which we can respond to a message. We can mute it and make it quiet. We can change the channel so that our mind goes on to something else. We can pause it and save it for later. Or we can turn up the volume and say, I really want to, le- I don't want to miss a word of what's being said. What is our reaction to what we have heard about Jesus and the message of salvation? Is it mute? Is it change channel? Is it pause button? Or is it turning up the volume and listening? The passage really says, listen up. This is a message about Jesus. It needs your attention. It should have your attention and keep your attention. It's just so important. Have you given close attention to the message about Jesus? If not, why not not get a Bible out and read the Gospel? Why not meet up with a, a Christian friend over coffee and talk about it? Why not join Hope Explored or Christianity Explored? Why not come to a a gospel church like this or or another one regularly to hear? It deserves close attention. Well, maybe you've heard of it a lot already in the past. Well, is it now time to call out to God? Is it now time to confess? Is it now time to entrust yourself to him? Pay attention. Listen to the message. He carries on. Therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. Don't drift away, is the message of our passage. Don't drift away. We know, don't we, that we have to be very careful with inflatables and lilos at the beach, Okay, it's okay to have a a lilo or inflatable in the swimming pool, but at the beach, well, that can be a problem, can't it? Why, Why is it a problem? Because of currents, and because of tide, and because of offshore breezes, there's a high risk of drifting away. It's not necessarily planned. Somebody doesn't get on their lilo at the beach and say, well, I'm going to paddle out away from the shore. They don't only say, here we go, we're crossing the channel. No, they're just on the lilo. They're just enjoying themselves. Maybe you're lying back and uh, enjoying the sun. Maybe you're messing about with friends. And then you look up and behind, and the coast is half a mile away, and you can't get back to it, and it's a serious business. Well, with the message of Jesus, there are some people that that maybe say, well, I don't want to hear any more of it, Uh, blow that, I just don't want another word of it. But there are many others that just drift away from the good news about Jesus. Almost without knowing, they they take up a a new hobby, fills their minds. They develop a new relationship and and it just takes over. Life is so busy and it gets forgotten. And the message about Jesus just goes down the list. And they never respond in faith and repentance, never turn to Jesus, never put their trust in him. So the message of this passage of this warning is don't allow yourself to drift away from the gospel you drift in away at one point you were very interested at one point it seemed to tell you were close to believing at one point maybe you even thought about baptism but the currents and the breeze And the tide of other interests and distractions and other priorities and other thoughts and other influences means, does it, you're drifting away from the message. And here it says, pay attention. Don't drift away. Or there is another way of putting it as we go through these verses. I think these are are powerful phrases Don't neglect salvation. Don't neglect salvation. We can neglect things, can't we? It means to not give them the concern they deserve, the care they ought to have. What are the sort of things we neglect? Um, Maybe for some of us we neglect our garden. And it doesn't get the attention that perhaps it should do or others would give it. It's neglected. Maybe somebody might say, Well, I've neglected a friendship, my friend. I've neglected my friend. I haven't really thought about them, I haven't talked with them, I haven't cared for them, I've neglected my friend. Uh, maybe uh, some, it's, we might say, Somebody she neglected her health, or he neglected his studies. He never, he never did any homework, never did any revision, never did any reading. He neglected it. There's some things, aren't they, which have a bad effect on you if you neglect them. He neglected to take his tablets. Well, that's probably going to be dangerous. They neglected to to use the safety equipment. Well, that sounds dodgy, doesn't it? And here we have something extra special and extra serious that's being neglected. Verse 3. Neglecting salvation. Neglecting salvation. Salvation, being saved, being saved by God's grace, finding forgiveness through Jesus, having everlasting life, knowing that Jesus died for you on the cross, being rescued from guilt and rescued from blame And rescued from shame. This is nothing small. It is called so great a salvation. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? You know, being saved is great. It's a great person who brings it. It does great things to us. It rescues us. The message of Jesus is about being safe and saved. It's about being brought to a place of safety, a place of true peace, a place of true hope, a place of no condemnation, a place of freedom from God's judgment, a place of belonging. This is what it it does if we know Jesus as our saviour. He brings us to a place of safety. As it says elsewhere, doesn't it? Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. In the Bible, somebody's told to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Not long ago, we heard about Jesus being called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And yet this message about salvation, we can neglect can take no notice of, not deal with as we should. And we're drifting away on our lilo. Someone's calling out from the shore to warn us. Maybe the lifeguards are making it come through their loudspeaker system. They're bellowing it out. But we ignore it. We neglect what's being said, the route to safety. We take no notice of. Are we at risk of neglecting salvation? So great a salvation. You know, it's not a good idea to neglect your studies, is it? not a good idea for us to neglect our our health, our garden, our friendships. But this is so much more important than any of those things. Are we neglecting? disregarding, taking no notice of the message of salvation. We carry on further following the flow of what's taught. And it says this, we will not escape. That's the, the message of this warning. If we drift away, If we neglect salvation, if we don't respond to the invitations of Jesus, it's put as a question in verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? With the implication being we won't. We won't escape if we neglect salvation. Some messages don't matter much, do they? If you ignore them, others do. I remember hearing of um, a scene on the M25 in foggy conditions many years ago and cars were piling into each other because of the foggy conditions. A police officer was on the scene and was trying to warn the, the, the cars, the traffic to slow down with his signs and they weren't slowing down. And so he was so urgent that he was picking up traffic cones and throwing them at the cars because the cars needed to take notice else they would end up in a potentially deadly crash. And this this message of salvation is one that matters. It's not one to ignore or neglect or drift away from. The Old Testament law was in a way given by angels. You can look at verses in Deuteronomy and Galatians and Acts, which show that is the case. And that's what verse 2 is referring to here, the Old Testament laws. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or every time it was broken or disobedience received a just retribution, that is, just punishment. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? When the Old Testament laws were ignored or disregarded or neglected, it led to the just punishment of God. You can see many examples in the Old Testament of that being the case. And if that's true of the Old Testament given by angels... How much more true is it of the gospel given by God's Son? Jesus is so much better than the angels. That's what chapter 1 was telling us about. So how much more serious if we ignore the words of his Son? How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation declared by the Lord? In the Bible, it is clear that the judgment of God is due to us. We have done wrong. We have rebelled against God's commands. We have broken his law. And it makes clear that judgment is heading our way. The wages of sin is death, it teaches. And we need to escape. We need to escape from that possibility. We need to escape from what is heading to us. Jesus talked about escaping, being sentenced to hell in Matthew 23. Paul, in Romans 2, talks about escaping the judgment of God. We need to escape, and there is a way of escape There's a way of escape in the message of Jesus. If we trust in him and turn to him, we find there is a way of escape. But if we ignore Jesus and we ignore his message, there is no escape. There is no escape. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? So can I ask you, are you ignoring... The escape route. Are you ignoring the escape route? When we were at the Museum in London, we sensed it was a serious alarm. We didn't see anyone say, "Well, well, well I wanted to I just want to go and visit this, uh, this exhibit. It's on my list. I'm going to exhibit this first before I head to the fire escape. Nobody said, well, I just need to go to go to the bathroom first before I head down. Nobody said, well, I was just about to have my lunch and I'm going to the cafe area. No, they headed for escape. They needed to get to the route to safety. Are things getting in the way of you hearing this message? The Bible says, we will not escape. How shall we escape? if you neglect the root that God has given through his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for sinners. The last thing, following it through, is this. It is definite. It is definite. So our Science Museum alarm was serious. Uh, Presumably they wouldn't evacuate a sort of colossal building with hundreds of people causing chaos and disorder unless they got a a decent tip-off or a a very sort of suspicious package. But we got out and there were no explosions thankfully and it was a false alarm, it proved to be a false alarm. What about this warning that we have this morning? The Bible makes clear in these verses, it is definite. It is not a false alarm. Why does it say that it is so definite and certain? Because of who spoke it? How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation first declared by The Lord. This message has come from the Lord Jesus. It's just been establishing that he is God's son, so much better than any angel, that it is the eternal son of God who declared this message. It is definite. It is certain. It is the word of the Lord. It carries on that it is attested. What's that mean? Well, it means it's confirmed as true, it is underwritten, it is definite and sure. It was first declared by the Lord and it was attested to us by those who heard. Who confirmed it? Well, eyewitnesses. Many eyewitnesses. We have eyewitness accounts of what Jesus said and done in the Gospels. And it underlines and emphasises this is definite. It continues. While God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles. Signs and wonders occurred, confirming the truth of what was being Taught. Well, you may say, Well, I wouldn't mind a personal miracle, just a sign, especially for me. But that's not the way it works normally. God has used miracles and wonders at different times through history, and they're especially concentrated at times of new revelation definite revelation at the time of the exodus at the time of Elijah and Elisha and then at the time of the coming of Jesus and his apostles and they're saying listen up this is this is true my my the miracles the signs the wonders are saying this is sure this is certain flashing lights underlined highlighter through And the miracles in New Testament times are confirmation of the truth of this message. Jesus did many miracles. You can read about them in the Gospels. The apostles, the eyewitnesses, when they taught, often it was accompanied with signs and wonders. There was a a man who'd never walked before and he then is found walking and leaping and praising God. And then Peter speaks about people turning to God in repentance and finding forgiveness, and it confirms the truth of what he is saying. There's a trinity of confirmation, if you like. It carries on about gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Perhaps thinking of Pentecost, when people spoke in tongues, languages they'd never learnt. So you have the words of the Lord Jesus. You have the Father instigating signs and wonders. You have the Spirit distributing gifts. So you have a trinity of confirmation and eyewitnesses. It is definite, is the message. On the side of the motorway, the M25... It wasn't some drunken lout motioning with his arms to the traffic that came by. And you might think, who is this? i take no notice of him. It was a a police officer, presumably in uniform, possibly with a fluorescent jacket on, with a traffic code in his hand, probably a walkie-talkie on his side. It was the real thing, the real deal. It had all the signs of it being definite and true and should be listened to. And as you hear about the message of salvation through Jesus, it is confirmed and definite in so many ways in the New Testament. So this morning, a serious passage I said, didn't I? A word of warning, a word of warning to escape but also, in a way, a word of hope, a word of salvation. There is a route. There is a safe place. There is a saviour. There is Jesus. So the urge this morning is pay attention. Don't drift away. Don't neglect salvation. We will not escape if we do. It is definite. But instead, come to the saviour. Stick with the Saviour. Our last song is a gospel invitation, but I, I just want a moment's quiet, really. Maybe this is uh, been thought-provoking for you. Maybe you feel it's a message for where you are in your life and your direction and thought at the moment. And I'm just going to let a little pause for you to turn that into a prayer of concern to God before we sing our last song of invitation. Let's sing together and hear the invitation as it comes through this hymn. Come to the waters, whoever is thirsty. Drink from the fountain that never runs dry. Jesus, the living one, offers you mercy. Life more abundant in boundless supply. Pray that you would give us ears to hear this message from your word this morning.